Chachi Chow. Welcome everybody to the best thing you watched this week. I've been to Italy, so if I just speak in the random Italy words that I know, which are like three, uh, sorry everybody, Italian, <laughs> then uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm just going to say grazie the whole way through because that's, that's, that's where my brain is at. Best thing we watched this week, Chris from Movies and Munchies, Ruben from The Ruby Tuesday. And uh, I'm excited because I think because we've been in different, more different countries this week, it's going to be a little bit different. There's a lot going on in the world of entertainment. We're going to have our news and entertainment in the the podcast section, but we're also going to do top five Nicolas Cage movies because it seems apt with what's going on with Nick Cage at the moment. We're also going to do a top five what, Chris? Harlan Coben. So, uh, Harlan Coben. Adaptations, that's the word. Yeah, Netflix obviously have a blood pact with him, and uh, they're like releasing every book with Harlan Coben ever into a TV series. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Chris. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was going to say something Italian. I don't know Italian. I know Spanish, and then that totally left my mouth, my brain also. So we'll just continue on. Good morning. You can say, you can say ciao. 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 Ah. Aloha. Mahalo. How's that? Because no, no, Mahalo is like high and by all at the same time, I think. That's not Italian. Isn't ciao, though, goodbye? No. Or is that eat? It's high. Manja. <laughs> ciao is for people that know each other. Like, ciao. Oh, hi. okay. And then ciao, okay. ciao, Chris. Oh, cheers. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I, <laughs> For anybody that is Italian, of Italian descent, knows an Italian person or just has seen something Italian on TV or the movies. We apologize right up front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but hey, I'm, I'm glad you had fun whirlwind trip, but uh, mm. still, still good time there. Seeing some of the little bit of the sights. Um, looking forward so to much hearing walking. That. Oh, well see that, that I need that because it helps remove a little bit of the fluffiness that I, keep attaining so yeah my, my steps counter has uh liked me this week but only this week <laughs> it's only this week <laughs> it was like wait are you did you like, put like, me who, on the dog <laughs> yeah exactly you, you you struck me to like a bird didn't you <laughs> yeah oh goodness oh that's funny well if if we can before we begin i have a question mm -hmm. what kind of secret society would you like to start a secret society. Yes. I don't Which, know, one of sleep. Ooh. So what would that involve? Like, like mean, special other rooms than we could just walk into. Ruben has a meeting now, but it's just a bed with nice, like, oh. nice ambi ambience music, really kind of dark blackout curtains. Just, that's it. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, a, it's more of a club where you can just <laughs> a, go in. It's a and cult it's, of sleep, Chris. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Can I become a member of that one? I like that. That's <laughs> sure. right. All are welcome. The napping society right there. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's, that's outstanding. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I mean, that it's hard to top the napping one <laughs> because I mean, we already watched like a crap ton of, of entertainment. You know what I mean? So slothery. Yeah. Uh, already comes is, is right up there. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> comes kind of naturally with that. Oh man, no, that would be. Um, I'm down for the napping one. The you know the sleep. Mm. The but but under the wait, guise wait, wait, wait. of I, I do I 
I do. I do have one. So carry on. Uh, oh, another uh, guy's off. Oh, meeting or you know, I I have an oh, appointment yes. to go to. This is a meeting I have to go to. The wife goes, "Where are you going?" Meeting. <laughs> there Sleep. used to, there used to be <laughs> a bar uh, down um, down the road towards this golf course near us, and it was called the Office. I loved it because <laughs> the where are you going? The office. Where were you? I was at the office. Nice. <laughs> Just yeah. All day, every day, nine to five. At exactly. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's a grind, but somebody's got to do it. Exactly. Uh, Someone has to. No, uh, my actual um, society would be multi-tiered. It okay. would be the society of always being thin, but also eating whatever you like. It's like a, it's a magical society. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. I can get behind that too. Yeah. Yeah, so I can eat like my donuts. cheeseburger in the left hand, yeah. pizza in the right hand, donuts in front of you. But somehow, every time you eat, just like it's like the calories disappear. It's like being fifteen again. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, metabolism of fifteen. <laughs> really, we just want the Phantom of Youth. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yes. We're going on a quest, Chris, <laughs> without having to be active. That's what I yes. want. I want. Okay. <laughs> Oh, those people that have that naturally occurring fast metabolism just. Uh. I have a friend that he, no matter what he eats, he's just then. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't oh. get that. I. I wish. Um, <laughs> I still eat that way though. That's the problem. <laughs> Although to- they do say the scientists, the health experts say that even if you're thin, your mm-hmm. arteries can be fat. Uh, sure. So, yeah. so you do need yeah. to eat some healthy ways. Yeah, you have to eat the greens and stuff. Yeah, like I like when they broccoli. say eat your greens, it's trying yeah. to keep you alive. Yeah, yeah. well, see, I, I can do. I can get behind a couple of vegetables. I mean, literally uh, a couple of vegetables. That's broccoli and lettuce. Is that it? <laughs> oh no, I don't like lettuce at all. Uh, Not the lettuce. Rabbit no. food. No, okay. no. I uh, broccoli beans? green green beans. Um, green beans. Cauliflower. Oh well, that's uh, three. Yeah, corn on the cob, not corn off the cob. That's disgusting. Um, Same thing. Oh really? Yeah. No, no, totally what? different. No, totally different. <laughs> Sweet totally corn different. and corn on the cob are the same thing. No, they're not. No, no, <laughs> mm, no, the, no. You realize they come from the same plant. No, they do not. One comes from what are something you talking else. About? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Chris, we're going to have to take you on a school trip. <laughs> yeah, show no. you like <laughs> what happens where they come from. No, it, well, I I used to tell my kids, which uh, when they were littler. Um, I'm allergic to salad because, because literally <laughs> lettuce makes me gag. I mean, it's just disgusting. Yeah. So I don't eat salad ever. I don't eat okay. salad. I don't eat salad dressing. I don't eat any of that. I, you know, uh, so it's, yeah, no, literally my, so my vegetables are like, it's very narrow of what I actually like for vegetables, but I'll eat those. So there's, you know, there's no problem there. So Except on your tombstone in 150 years, we'll say here lies saladless man. Ooh, right. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I've thought of some of them, you know, like died of death or, um, you know, get off my balls. Um, <clears throat> nice. You know, something like that. So. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, should we dive in? <laughs> sure. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a quick honorable mention, if I can, really quick. Um, do we do those? I don't know if that's allowed, Chris. 
Well, you know, I mean, normally we try and limit our best things that we watch <laughs> to three-ish items, just so that we don't go on ad nauseum. Um, but one, uh, you'd mentioned, like, you've been watching some YouTube um, the mm. past couple of weeks, you know, some of these things. And so I have a friend who is a YouTuber, and his name is you Carl. Have a friend? I, what, what, I have two. Well, I have more than that. Okay. I, have, I have four. But um, <clears throat> what, he's a he's a fellow YouTuber. Um, he's over on your side of the pond. He's in. Oh, um, is he? Yeah, he's in the UK. Um, Should we give his channel a shout out? Sure. It's uh, Carlinio Nine. So we'll link it in the description. But it's C A R K L O C A R. Okay. Yeah, I N I O, and then the number nine. And okay. he does some movie reviews and unboxings and stuff like that. Uh, great, great guy. Carl and I chat every once in a while. And just um, the thing, though, this this past weekend, he had posted it a couple days earlier than that. Um, he does some things sometimes like some trivia stuff with his uh, with his family that make me yeah. laugh because they're just they're entertaining. Um, right. He did this one where it was he, his wife and his daughter, and mm-hmm. they did a weird soda tasting. I can see the thumbnail, a crazy Brits trying the world's weirdest soda drinks. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we watched this last week was Easter and um, I started watching it and like was snorting with laughter. (laughs) And so we threw it up on the TV and rewound it so that uh, all of us as a family could watch this. Um, (laughs) There are parts where I am crying because I was laughing so hard. Now, one of those, one of those sodas, they try these weird, I mean, they're just, they're nasty sodas, but one of them, actually two of them I'm familiar with, because when I used to work uh, with youth at church, we did a, a, something like that. And so some of these we had that the kids had to drink a little bit of and do, you know, do a challenge and stuff like that. Well, the one, there's one, and I can, I can smell it. And just even now it's called sweet corn. It looks like piss. I mean, it is just bright yellow, and it smells exactly like you open up a can of corn. Anyway, so we watch Carl and his family try these. Sounds tasty. Oh, it is, dude. This I was. (laughs) If you want, if you want a, I think it's like I don't know. It's it's fifteen minutes. I don't know how long it is. It's not a long video. I was crying with laughter. Because you watch, you watch them and sometimes it's the smell, but it, but even like Carl just goes for it. I mean, he takes some chugs of these drinks. Like there's a, (laughs) there's one that's, uh, that's dirt flavored. There's one that's ranch dressing. And I love it when he goes, he'll drink it and you'll watch him and then it hits and you, and you Uh, see the, you see the, yeah, holding it in, <laughs> just so good. So this that was a that was a family watch on Easter that we just. I mean, it's quick. Um, you know, go go watch that that um video because it is it is to die for. I mean, it was so funny and just that it truly was one of the best things I watched this week because it brought <laughs> a short bit of entertainment that uh was well needed. So. Yeah. All right. Go. He is seven subscribers away from a thousand. Oh. So let's get him to the thousand so he can start that, earning just a little bit of <laughs> that would be awesome. Sense. That'd be right great. On. Yes. Yeah. They look really fun. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it is. I, I don't want to try some of the sodas because no, 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 no. That's why they do it. So you exactly. don't have to. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Um you want to go? You want me to go? Sure. I can okay. go. Okay. 
Um, okay, so I've just had a week in Italy, in a little town called. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce the name correctly. <laughs> it's a place where people go that are around it. So, like, local people will go there for holiday. It's not where Brits go or people come to. It's, it's, oh. it's yeah, for people like Rome or, you know, the, the close surrounding areas. This is normally where holidays, holidays go. And so Ooh, nice. we went there. And while I was out there, there just happened to be a new Netflix film that dropped that was Italian. I thought, you know, when in Rome sort of thing, when in Italy, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll check this uh, film out. So it's called Turning Point. Um, did you manage? Did you see this pop up on your list? It, it was on my list to watch. I just didn't get a chance to see it. Right. Okay. So it's about a home invasion goes awry when the owner returns, showing signs of an unprecedented illness as he gradually morphs into. No, this is not even the. I'm reading the wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, huh. what is this? That's so funny. The, not uh, the right turning point at all. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Sounds good, though. I might add it to my list. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, come on. Why Why are you doing this to me? Oh, that's funny. Because uh, this is, it's a duo, I think, right? Am I thinking correctly on the on the movie poster? It is a home invasion, though. That's why I was reading the song. Oh, that's earlier. funny. Like, yeah, okay. This mm-hmm. is right. <laughs> okay. Um I will just have to do this without the synopsis because IMDb sucks. <laughs> okay, maybe it was 21 and they just bought the rights. Oh, Let's maybe see. they did. That's entirely possible. Uh, more title p- matches. I think they did. I think they did. Uh, uh, I got it. it. So it was. Okay. So it's new to Netflix, but it came out in 2021. Okay. Here is the correct. And it's La Salvata, which would be the mm. Italian. A slacker who does his best to avoid confrontation, 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 speaking, strikes up an unlikely friendship with a dangerous thug who suddenly forces his way into his life. Okay. So it's two guys, opposite ends of the scale. Uh, one is a thief who's just stolen from a guy you should not steal from and they're mm. trying to track him down so he forces his way into this dude's apartment this dude has depression he's a, he's also a, an artist as a comic artist but he doesn't leave his apartment his apartment's messy he has no life apart from what he draws uh, he likes a girl in the, uh, the apartment and what happens is these two worlds clash and they kind of form a friendship that this one dude kind of takes him under his wing and starts forcing him to get out there. So he like interacting with his neighbors, uh, stealing stuff from one of the neighbor's houses (laughs) for food, tidying up his uh, apartment, general life stuff. (laughs) And and they form this unlikely friendship. He becomes like a surrogate brother, I guess. And it's really quite sweet inside the apartment, but what's going on, on outside the apartment is chaos because the what this guy has stolen, the bad guy up top has sent everybody out to look for him. Ooh. And then so you have this nice little contained story that could almost be its its own film with these two guys building a friendship, learning to come out of your shell. I would have watched that in itself. Mm. But then you get uh, this 
it's not a heist, but it's it's sending out like mafia type characters, Italian mafia, mafia, uh, trying to f- track down this guy. Nobody steals from him because he's just known like you bad guy. He's right? vicious, mm. yeah, right, really vicious. And so you have all of that going on in the outside, and you have a sort of you're rooting for this guy in the flat to get together with this girl that he likes in the flat. So you have like these three tier prong. It works really well. The only thing I didn't like was the ending, but I'll leave people to discover that for themselves. Not because it's not a good ending. It's just because Ruben likes a certain type of ending and I didn't like this. This was not the ending that you were hoping for. This was not the ending I wanted. Uh, Very well shot. It's in, obviously, in Italy. Uh, I was like, I know places like that now. Look at those buildings. That's exactly right. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I did like that because what I like about Italy is like... Well, it's like where I was, Genoa. I think I've pronounced that right. They, there's like this history of 15, 16, 17, 18th uh, century buildings that almost are built on top of each other. So same building, but the architecture just changes over the centuries. So they don't bash anything down. They build it. So it's this culture clash. And then as wars happen, some stuff, and they keep building. When they run out of money, you see like the church is so lavishly filled with gold and intricate but then when they run out of money, they paint one side of the building to look like the the place with the sculptures and stuff because they've run out of money. And it, it's just this amalgamation of culture. And you see some of that in, in the building and the landscapes mm. and the culture that's all very much part of it. And you, you hear the Italian accent. You know, they speak very fast in their... Uh, so you're reading really quickly in the subtitles. That's <laughs> one thing I always struggled with when it comes to Italian because you're, you're reading quickly. Some languages allow you the space and time to, you know, okay. But here it's like fast. You've got to keep up with what's going on. And even having spent a week there, only was picking up a few of the words. Like, yeah, I know what they're saying there. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is great. It was really fun. It's not doing anything new. Like you've seen this film before. Sure. Uh, But I think probably because I'm a little biased at the moment, because it was set in Italy, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. It's not like the best acting ever, but it was believable in the characters they were portraying. I liked them. I was immediately behind them as like you're rooting for them, mm. which is probably why I had issues with the ending. <laughs> so, uh, sure. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. I mean, I I think that's that's some of the best that you know what I mean because we can like entertainment. It's not necessarily the greatest, but because it makes a connection with us or we make a connection with the character or something like that, that it mm. it becomes very endearing to us and we overlook. I mean, I'm so much more willing to overlook issues when I'm having fun with what I'm watching. You know, yeah, exactly. That, you know. Yeah. It was it was uh, when you started talking about it just briefly, it reminded me um, <clears throat> not so much as it went along, but uh, the that movie with uh, Tim Robbins and Martin – um oh yeah exactly uh, nothing to Martin lose Lawrence nothing to lose yeah where yeah. just you know the situation two unlikely people coming together and it bringing out you know characteristics of one maybe stepping out of his shell a little bit or something like that yeah no it um, definitely has that sort of feel hmm. there's a scene in nothing to lose with a spider that literally makes me cry like I die with laughing in in that film literally it 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 just it's my giggle button. Oh, funny. It's been so long since I've seen it that I I, I remember enjoying that movie, but I don't I don't remember the specifics. <laughs> so, okay. So is it is um 
what did we call it? The turning point? Is that what it is? Turning point? Yeah. Is is it um, La Savolta? Is so is is it is it a good mixture of like uh is there comedy and action and drama or is it does it lean more heavily towards one of it the It leans more heavily towards the drama. Okay. But it's it's like two two films. Like the apartment is almost one story and then outside of that them trying mm-hmm. to find this guy who's hiding in the apartment mm-hmm. um, is the, the 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 drama and the violence. So you're worried for them because you're like, oh yeah, he's sorting out this dude, but outside, dude, you really need to get the hell out of there, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also want the story that's going on inside the apartment to continue. It's a weird oh. mix, which I think yeah. creates a really nice tension. It's a, it's a clever way to to push forward that story. Nice. Okay. Well, mm. it makes me want to watch it. I'm bummed that I haven't seen it. Yet, even though it was on my <laughs> list. So, okay. So, what's on uh, first on your official list without... Uh, without my honorable mention there. Um, honorable this, mentions. Yeah, this was an unexpected one for me, and it, it, it might actually even shock you. So, again, on Easter, we sat down as a family, and uh, my oldest son and his wife had already seen this movie, um, but it came now to paramount plus i missed it in the theaters i wanted to see it but i just didn't get the opportunity to jackass forever <laughs> all right yeah have you cool. ha- have you seen this i haven't seen the new one but i'm a big fan of the jackass i, I know what i'm getting when i go into yeah, yeah okay so there is there there's nothing highbrow about this this is just oh. laughing for you know, 90 minutes of watching people put themselves in the most ridiculous situations and the most sure. painful and stupid, um, you know, opportunities. And w- I love that it's short attention span theater because it's like, sure. hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville and I'm going to do a magic trick with a bull. And then it just dives right into it. You know, I mean, it's, it's literally all of these little skits smashed together. Um, so yeah, I was laughing. I mean, we were laughing as a family so much. I was cringing a ton. Um, <laughs> I have not really ever watched. I've watched clips here and there of Jackass over the years, mm. uh, but never. It wasn't something that I was really drawn to. Um, mm. This this time though, when I saw the trailers, I was like, "Wow, I actually like." I, I'm intrigued by this. I want to see it, and I don't know if that was a result of just you know, 2020 and 2021 all weighing down <laughs> and being like, you know what? I need, I need this. I need ridiculousness right there. Uh, but the, the heart, the friendship that you see within there, even though they're terrible to that's, each other. That's why that, why I want to watch it. And it's, they're old now. So it's essentially watching these old dudes just really injuring themselves in the most horrific ways. Uh, Johnny Knoxville has, has injured himself in so many ways and broken so many bones. Like, why are you still doing this? I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last one, though, right? I would. I you got you got to <laughs> think so. I mean, they're all they're all getting getting up there, and there are yeah. there are times where you can feel the actual um, like in amidst the humor of it. You can. There's some points where. You feel like an urgency of like, oh crap, something bad may actually really happen here. Yeah, no, like, I look away sometimes. Like, even though it's a viewing experience and you meant, I just can't. Like, no, oh. Yeah, no, there was, because there's one where they're looking, they're watching something from behind a partition uh, that's happening to a character. And an expert is like, oh no, I need to get in there now. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> oh, that's. 
You know, so you feel it, but it just, it, the, the, the heart was really there. I mean, you see just these, these friends who have known each other for so long and done this crazy, stupid stuff. Uh, you know, it is, I don't know how any of them really have survived and I don't know why some of them agree to do what they do. I mean, the paycheck, <laughs> they get a lot of money. Can the paycheck be that great though? It's a big I, paycheck because yeah, no, it is. And that, I think there's a bit of sadism in there. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You, you know, they just like the pain or the fact that people are watching and laughing at them and you get off on it a little bit kind of has to be that sort of mentality because what they're doing is like, I've seen the trailers and I've seen clips and I've seen the previous films. So I, I know what they get up to. But I mean, at what point are you going to get into a portaloo that's full of crap and then get launched up into the air? <laughs> yeah. Just watch every, all the, the, the multitudes of people's crap all up in you. Like that's yeah. just, and that's part, that's kind of tame to what goes on in the film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I got to say, if, if you are objectionable, if you find it objectionable to see a large amount of penises and testicles, don't watch this movie. I was Especially them getting surprised. <laughs> well, I was surprised at how how much male nudity there was. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't bother me, but it was just like I was like, wow, oh, okay. Okay. Welcome to the penis okay. zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if this is if this is something, um, you know, I mean, you, if you've ever been intrigued by Jackass, this was a great one to watch because you can go in and even not have any history with the show or the the other movies and get enjoyment out of it. If you like watching, you know, people do stupid things to each other and getting hurt. So there's yeah. that. I mean, there there are genuinely funny things, and there's there are moments too where like one thing was happening, um, and it looked painful, but they then put like other people in the position, like who weren't necessarily within, they weren't supposed to be in front of the camera and right. to watch their reactions also because they were unaware of actually how bad something might hurt. <laughs> and so then they're experiencing it also. And so you get, you know, you get that. that yeah. That's a different perspective then. So you understand what how real it is as well yeah exactly yeah yeah so that was it was definitely fun i mean it, it's certainly um it's not something that i'm gonna watch over and over again you know i don't know but even there's think a I'd time and place it. for that sort of film you can go and watch the northman which is just highbrow art yeah. and then you can go watch jackass which is just highbrow fun <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> not intelligent at all but fun. no but yeah and it serves an absolute purpose and it did it brought it brought us 90 minutes of almost nonstop laughter. Now there's cringing yeah, no. laughter within there, but that's, you know, and that's what we wanted. That's what we got. And so that's <laughs> why it's on this list because it was just, it was a In good In the world we time. live, Chris, that Ex 90 minutes of fun is highly recommendable. <laughs> Absolutely. Huge distraction from the world. And it was, oh. yep, there you go. So Awesome. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So my time away in Italy, it made it for interesting watching. <laughs> uh, one of the funniest things I, I, I saw, well, I experienced while I was in Italy was uh, the ads because you just don't think about it. So even like I'm, I'm on YouTube and the ads are and then it clicks over to your English video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so the stuff that was on Netflix was a little different as well. But mm. I, I, 
I think I think this film is out well it's definitely out in the UK I don't know if it's out in the US on Netflix it's not a Netflix original but it is um one of their titles that they bought I guess it came okay. out I'm just checking the date here 2020 so it's two years old I believe you've seen it uh I don't know if you like it because you didn't give me much key when I say can we talk about this movie it's called spontaneous I've seen it twice now because I watched it once late at night when I had my first day in Italy and then I was like to Kirsten and my sister let's watch this and their reaction to the film was also very interesting so basically spontaneous says get ready for an outrageous coming of age love story about growing up and blowing up when students in their school begin exploding literally seniors Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where each moment may be their last uh okay so let's get your thoughts what 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 did you think uh well okay do you so remember this, it i uh yes this is i saw it in 2020 uh this is available in the u.s on amazon prime and that's okay, cool. i think cool, that's cool, where cool. i saw it um right. s- yeah i like um i like the pairing of katherine langford and charlie Plummer together i like oh, i thought their, she was excellent in this yeah yeah their chemistry and yeah I, I i enjoyed that i um i love the premise and i love some of the suddenness that comes mm. on from this movie you know because you Man, do alive. you just you just have people who just explode and you get to see you know i mean you then people are running away and then other people will explode in the background so i love i love the idea of that I love that yeah. it's kind of unknown that it um you know just just all that goes in and so they it puts a uh, a different spin on how you have an outlook on life you know yeah. because it's it's not affecting everybody and it's affecting randomly within the group that it's affecting and so yeah. it um you know it it makes you live for today for the moment mm-hmm. uh you know you 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 cherish things maybe more uh, value mm. the more you certainly have a different outlook on life. So I yeah. really liked all of that. I was not a fan of the conclusion. Um, and the, right. the, I can totally see that. Yeah. Because it, I felt it was almost um, like pointless. The last 20 minutes of the movie almost didn't need to happen. Yeah. Yeah, like I wanted it, I want it, it's yeah, it does it does like a a divergent path. It's this I, and then it's now with this movie. Yeah. And I just I I think I wanted more answers too from <laughs> it. Um you know uh, to feel and that's a that's you know that that's that personal thing like I'm loving the movie, I'm loving the movie, I'm liking what it's doing and then like mm, not really satisfied mm. with that. That doesn't that doesn't tick any of the boxes or, or help with any of my curiosity. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's the feeling, unfortunately, that I left with that right. it, it, it didn't negate the rest of the movie, but it also mm-hmm. didn't leave me like, well, I love all of this and I can just kind of, mm, you know, so I, yeah, I yeah. left it with just like, it was all right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, as a whole, it was like, it wasn't bad. I, I had fun for what I watched. I wish, certain things would have changed. 
Yeah. Trying to stay away from spoilers too, just so that people. I'm going to do spoilers, seen. but in okay. a moment, and then and I'll say okay. spoilers, and then we can talk about spoilers. Because okay. I actually think I know what the movie is, but I'm not sure they were clear enough what what the movie is. What the movie is. So, <laughs> okay. So spontaneous. The dialogue, I think, is one of the the tightest scripts I've I've mm-hmm. heard in a while. I think the banter between the two characters was so good that you love them. But I think also the because you don't know when you're going to die, there's this love story, but it seems precious. Like you literally don't know when one of the two that you're rooting for to be a couple because they're so good. There's such great chemistry that you like, when are they going to go? You know, and it happens so randomly, but within the class that you're like, who's next? You don't know who's next. Uh, it doesn't explain. It doesn't give you any answers, really. Um, and so you're just on the edge of your seat. There was a moment in the film when I literally shouted, no, because there's, there's a couple of characters that it concentrates on sometimes that you like that you don't want to. And, and when that happens, you're like, come on, why? Give us some explanation to as to why, at least. Mm-hmm. But I did love the scripting, the quirkiness, the, you know, the, the way they talk to each other, the one, the... I think he was like a film buff and so he quotes a lot of things from films and her retorts about sometimes it can be really quite rude to each other but in funny circumstances like one of the the lines lines like where were you it's like uh, sleeping with your mom or something she's just like oh, you can't say that I, I think his dad has died and uh you know she was like oh yeah your dad died from from uh, a pile of manure and he's like no that's impossible because as proved by back to the future you know you can never die by manure is that sort of banter that really works mm-hmm. and 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 placed me in the zone so i was i was there all the way until there was this moment where i felt like the story was complete and then they needed to do something else with it like the moral of the story is because you know because of what they were dealing with because it's it's you know death with yeah. young kids that it felt like if you it almost was like those messages that you get on film sometimes if you know someone you know, you know mm-hmm. please contact this number <laughs> would have been better in the tv series see what she was in uh uh, what was that? Oh, uh, Thirteen reasons why. Thirteen reasons. I think there were, in fact, at the yeah. end of the or the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it was fantastic until that moment. If we had cut off those twenty minutes at the end and they just wrapped it up nice and neatly, I think it would have been much better film in the end. Love the first hour and a half, last twenty minutes, not so great. So I recommend it, but you'll know there's a moment when you, which is funny because Kirsten and my sister, they both stopped watching at that moment. They're like. I don't care anymore. I don't want to watch. Oh, and they yeah. left. And that was yeah. it. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. Interesting. Okay, spoilers. We're going to do spoilers for the next five minutes. We'll leave time codes. So, yes. <laughs> Okay, so I think this movie is Carrie. I think it's a remake of Carrie. And I think the reason why people stopped exploding was because she got hit on the head. So her powers were no longer uh, available to her by her boyfriend, who she's going to spend the rest of her life with, uh, by his jawbone. And she she gets the scar on her head and she kisses at the end. No one dies from that moment as soon as she's hit from the head. If you notice, every single person that explodes, she's been in contact with. And it first started when she was concentrating on like, oh, those guys. And then boom. Or she they, they were, she was in the car. And why oh. did two people in her proximity explode? So the one person explodes. Mm. It 
logically or just by mathematically, she should have exploded in that car as well. There's no reason for her not to have exploded. Sure. So the people, so if she has telekinesis sort of powers, then why either she is emotionally engaged. And so her mind is like protecting her and her loved ones. And she has a slight negative thought and the powers like unleashes on that. That is my closest because she, her costume is even carry when it comes to Halloween, but she just mm-hmm. can't do the blood on the carry dress because that other person died. And she says that, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because like, oh, it's all her fault, but she's dead. And the kids are like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> anyway, when he dies, that's the moment the film just drops because then it's depression. I'm sad. I don't know what to do with my life. You didn't need it. You, you didn't need that moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That well and I Sorry, I just stopped I, talking. <laughs> no. No. I I will uh gosh trying to I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch with that point of view now that it's her controlling it, whether she knows it or not. You know, that's that's an interesting take. I, and I can, like in my mind's eye, I can see that happening. Um, yeah, I'll have to rewatch that. But yeah, the ending, that was the thing that I just didn't like. That it, the, like I'm loving the love story. And even the, you know, the, the pressure of knowing that one of them could die or whatever. But mm. I think my problem though becomes when that we don't get a solid answer and he's dead. You know, just that whole uh, it left yeah. me really wanting. I think that's because because you built me up to root for these characters to such the degree, and I never. It's very odd to to have like this type of horror romance uh, mixture to then leave you in the bell jar. Also, you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. You need to do one or the other. You have to either tell the audience why it's happening. And then kill off one of your main characters and you feel it rather than tell them nothing, kill off one of the main characters. And then you'll have your main character go through the dumps. And now I've learned something I'm going to live without. I'm just like, but nobody cares anymore. You had us rooting for these two guys. I think people would have been happy with an happy ending. It's okay to have a happy ending sometimes. You know, explained it. We found out something. The FBI actually did something good for once or she figured it out and she'd learned, you know, the bump on her head or, or, or good just knocked in her head and they figure it out. Oh, it's me. I'm going to stop. Or she kills herself and everybody stops exploding. Like that would have been. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think something that, that makes it feel like it wasn't pointless. You know, that was mm. the thing. Like, you know, so when we get to that end, it's like, well, what have I actually watched now? You know, you had mm. me invested in, in a story and characters and I don't, I, uh, yeah, so up and you're right. Up until that point, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally behind this. I'm, <laughs> up until that point, it. it was like the best thing I'd watch. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's where I was. Yeah, we were. It was it was so fresh and new, too, though. That was the thing, that the concept, I it didn't remind me of anything. You know, mm. I mean, that was when I'm watching. I mean, just that urgency and that unknown and. It's um, great. Ready to cover. All of it. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, so it's totally worth watching. Just yeah. <laughs> just know at the end. It's a, mm. yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what's next on your wonderful list? Cool. Well, okay. So um, I went to the theater this week. And um, first one I want to talk about is The Northman. Because I know you <laughs> got to see this last week. And 
Oh, you're right. Visual feast. I mean, just the cinematography, the the everything that comes onto the screen is like, I need a moment. Yeah. I want to take this in. I want to experience this. I love how he had the shots framed so that our characters are like this big on the screen. Yeah, you it, know, it gives a scope of Yeah, they're minuscule with yeah. yeah, with just the I mean they're enveloped by mm-hmm. the mountains behind them and, and you know the 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 pasture or whatever that is, the green, you know, um just all of it. It's so that was that was done really well. I am so impressed. I'm always impressed when a film will utilize long takes. I love mm. that I, because it it just it shows the the practice and the confidence, the skill that, go, that goes into that for long yeah, takes, and it's all of it because it's not just it's not just some of the actors, you know, it's it's the camera people as well, and sure. all of the everybody that goes into that production there. I mean, you have to be on your a game. Yeah, um, not taking anything away from the actors, it's harder on the camera team having worked on that. They got to do so much more. I mean, I think because if. If everybody else does everything perfect and somebody trips or steps yep. on something or whatever, yep. you know what I mean? You just, it, it it's ruined and you've got to go over. And some of that, some of it, depending on the type of scene it is, I like that they, it's okay if there are mess ups within the actors because mm. it's just action that's going on or it's walking. You, you can know get away I mean? with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's so immersive. I mean, that was the thing because it just, you know, as we follow like, um, I'm thinking like one of the ones that I liked was um, when we meet Amleth as he's um, older. The first time mm. we really see him like, at, at, you know, in action as an adult and the camera following through him through this village. And it's just because action is also happening around him. Now, it's not mm. it's not like this epic type of um, like if you think of the last kingdom some of these battles mm. where it's just chaos going on all over the place there's there this action there it's violent but some of it's subdued you know what i mean like it's it, it's patient it's that it's that eeriness of confidence mm. where you have these invading barbarians who know that they have control and they have power and they have the skill and so they just are deliberate in all of their actions going after these people and the chaos comes from the people themselves running around trying to escape, but not really being able to. So the, the, I got some comments, which I expected, you know, of people who I think went in with maybe a differing expectation of the movie, Mm. that it was going to be more action filled, that it was going to be a faster paced. I never felt downtime. Like I did not feel that the pacing of this was slow or or boring or anything like that. I mean, I was I was fully engaged and invested, and it you have every bit of it has still this driving um, direction to it, you know, because he is Amleth is on his path of revenge and vengeance. The entire his his whole arc is that way, and so. Mm. Even when he's not, like, it looks like he's not actively doing something for that. He is doing something for that. You know, he's, he's moving one step forward, moving some of his pieces around, you know, planning and scheming and getting it all ready. And um, 
yeah, I was blown away by the movie. I mean, I thought it was, um, I was actually shocked at how long it was once oh. I had seen it because I didn't feel <laughs> that it was over two hours. It, like as wow. we were watching it, I like I looked at my watch and I'm like, oh, wow. Like that, you know, after the, after once the credits had rolled and stuff like that, I was like, oh my gosh, that was much longer than I, that it felt like. And so that was, yeah. Okay. Word's done, I think. Well, probably not, but. <laughs> Uh, there was a moment in the Northmen where the the story reveals something. It, I think it's like the last half an hour. It was in that moment I didn't know who to root for. Did you feel that as well? Yes. Oh my goodness. Y- yeah. It like it was shocking a little bit. Like mm. you're like, Whoa. yeah, it was. Oh yeah. wait a minute. And. <laughs> and and the words that come, the truth that comes from that make you re-examine so much of what you've seen before. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how dare you do that? <laughs> I would have been fine with this, but now you're flinging this story on its head. How dare you be complex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, it, um, my wife, I like, she didn't go with us when we saw the lighthouse. Um, and she, she tried to watch it just recently and I don't think that she was like in the right, uh, Head mood space. to watch it. Cause oh. yeah, cause it's, it's weird. I mean, it is, the lighthouse is a weird movie, you know, oh, yeah. it, it, it yeah. doesn't take away from its greatness, but it is, it's bizarre. It's um, not my favorite, Chris. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. So. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who are like, mm, yeah, no, I just didn't like that one. I loved it, but that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. but so, you know, she was, she didn't get a chance to go with us, uh, this to, to see the Northman. Um, but me and my youngest son went and I'm, you know, always trying to think, is she going to like this too? Because mm. it, it helps also think about what other people might like, you know what I mean? Like, is sure. it, is it yeah. too weird? Does it not? And there is a, there is a section within this that is very bizarre and it did feel <laughs> kind of like, um, the lighthouse, a little bit where yeah. you have, I mean, the, the visuals, the way that, um, Eggers frames all of our characters. And so you just have this like head and maybe a little bit of shoulders and the eyes. Oh my goodness. The <laughs> eyes that are just piercing through the camera, through your soul and beyond you. I mean, it's just crazy, <laughs> you know? And so that, like that scene, that was weird. That felt like the lighthouse. It even had elements of like the witch within there oh you know some of these some of these feelings in there but then i think you know then you step back from that and this it has a is it more accessible i don't know if it's more accessible but it's it's certainly a different so if you Mm. you know if you went into the lighthouse and maybe you didn't enjoy the lighthouse i think this one while it has some similarities in little bits here and there it has an overall different feeling to it and so mm. it it invites in a different audience. So I mean, the whole point of that is if if you're listening to this or watching this and you didn't necessarily enjoy the lighthouse, but you're curious about this, I think it's different enough that you can that you should give it a chance. Um, you know, as knowing that it is it's a it's a different type of revenge story. It's not a huge action movie. There is action in it, um, but. Yeah, I agree. Give it a chance. Yeah. Okay. So what other thing did you watch at the cinema? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So 
Nicolas Cage starring as Nick Cage, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Now, I'm going <laughs> to stay away from spoilers. I know you have yeah, not haven't seen, seen it. it yet. I'm still excited to watch it. Yeah, there's uh, no spoilers here. But this movie, like I, this was one of my most anticipated when I saw when I saw the announcement and then I saw the teaser trailer, I was like, ooh. Yes, totally. Okay, I'm there. Mm. You you already sold me just by telling me that it's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. Fair enough. That, that you know, and so I enjoyed the teaser trailer that there was. We get more context with the actual trailer, which I appreciated. It made me understand more of why I should watch. Um, this has so many different elements within the movie uh, that that can draw in so many people. I mean, it, you have you have your comedy, you have a little bit of action within there. You also have like this buddy drama or buddy mm. comedy really within there. Um, and then there's like this personal introspection type of play going on. And I mean, the movie itself is very self-aware. It has to be because it's acknowledging that Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage, you know, as an actor. Um, but so many unexpected moments in this. Um, yeah. you know, I just, I'm blown away by, by the heart that we get within there. Um, not only from Nicolas Cage, but also from Pedro Pascal and okay. the, 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 them together to that pairing, huh, mm. it was so good. Like I believed it. That was mm. the thing. Like it, it's not a, it didn't feel forced on, you know, it didn't feel like, oh, well they're going to have chemistry together or they're going to get along because the movie says they should. Yeah. When they, when they meet, it's, <laughs> it's not like an instant, like, oh yes, we're friends, you know, and then you just have to accept this and move on because that's what the story says. It's, mm. you know, you feel a progression within there. And so as they be go, go on that progression, we, as the audience also go in that progression. Um, there are, this is not a perfect movie. There's, I think okay. the, the, there's a CIA involvement, which we learned from the, the main trailer, yeah. um, you know, that Nicholas Cage is recruited to spy, you know, surveil, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, it, that's okay. That story part is okay. I, it, it feels. Oh, is that not a main part of the story? That, because from the story trailer, that's, they seem to give the impression that was the story. It is like it's a it's a big story driver, but right. the the agents that we get they're just kind of there a little bit. Like right. the when we get them, some of the interactions are funny. Some a little bit of it feels forced here and there, but mm. some you know it it works. But it's not. It wasn't like this overarching thing, you know. So as we get towards certain elements and things happen, like I'm like mm -hmm, okay, I don't really. I'm not concerned necessarily for this part of it. I still, I'm still very concerned and very engaged over here. And, yeah. you know, so they, just to say, you know, I mean, I gave it this five out of five. I, I absolutely oh, wow. love okay. the movie, <clears throat> but, but five out of five doesn't always mean perfect. It means no, that it resonated I mean, with me. That enjoyable. <clears throat> would you change anything? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. I had a blast with it. I, I'm ready to watch it again. I was ready to watch it again right after seeing it because I laughed a lot um, pretty consistently through there's not belly laughs, you know, mm. not, there were, there were a couple of laugh out loud moments, but there was also, it was just like, you know, chuckling and, yeah. <laughs> you know, throughout it, um, the, 
some of the movie references are really great. Um, just I overall, this is just a really, really great movie, and it's 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 a nod to and from um, Nicolas Cage to himself mm. and to us. You know, especially as fans. Um, you know, one of the lines that they say several times throughout that is um, Nick Cage is back. Not that I went anywhere. Not that you, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that type of thing. And so it's, yeah, Th- this is one absolutely that if you enjoy movies, there's a discourse on movies within it, uh, which is fun. Uh, there is a lot of comedy. There's a lot of heart to it. You you find yourself uh, really rooting for the story direction, I think. Mm. You know, and that okay. They, you know there, and there's there's good like realism drama within there too. Like, it, not like it's a reality show, but mm. a lot of the heart feels grounded because of what we see the character go through. Even though some of the some of the stuff is like wildly um, just big yeah if that makes yeah uh in an interview nick cage said he found this role the hardest role to do mm. because playing yourself is opening yourself up to the public in a way that you haven't mm. before because it's nick cage playing nick cage in a story that might happen but he's nick cage so how does he not put on a fake persona that you do a character as a blanket covering he almost had to put on a nick cage covering uh of himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it i did wonder if the film would come off as being pretentious uh but it sounds like it managed to avoid that yeah i never got that i mean you get you get little glimpses here and there as he talks about um some of his roles or mm. some of the but it never comes across as like a holier than thou or something like that it's more yeah. of it's in line with his character struggle I think that's where really, you know, so it makes it real. It makes it feel, you feel for him as Mm. an actor, as a character, all of that. Awesome. Okay. So bearing in mind that I haven't seen this, but you have seen it. If you were to do your top five Nicolas Cage, I wonder where this would rank. So let's try it out. Okay. What would you put at your number five best Nick Cage movies of all time? I'm going to, okay, so my number five, because I've only seen it the once, I am going to put The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent at number five. Um, <sighs> but at I, least it ranks in, in the top five. He's done so many. <laughs> he, he has done so many. That's, yeah. So I, um, yeah, it, it could go up. Um, mm-hmm. But you need like to give I, it some time to breathe. I really do. And I want to, I, like I acknowledge, I mean, the reason that it's in in the top five is because I loved it so much, and the, and I do think it's it's a really great performance. But out of fairness, too, I've only seen it the one time. You know what I mean? All of these other yeah. movies I've seen more than once, um, yeah. and so that's why they that's why they rank higher in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so it could go, it could go up, and it could get bumped down. Uh, you know, if I were to rewatch several other ones, you know, and be like, mm. "Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about how much I really liked this one." <laughs> you know, something. So, anyway, okay, yeah. So my number five is that. What's your number five? Uh, Peg. Recently watched that. Thought as a performance and a story, it's excellent. 
but I wouldn't want to watch it again straight away. So I can't make this. Is this your number one? <laughs> this is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> we do this a lot, don't we? We do. No, <laughs> my number that's five great. will be your number one. Yeah, no, uh, but okay. you know what? But I agree with you that it's it's not one that is like instantly rewatchable over and over and over again. I mean, it is, it's the thing that I loved about it so much was just, I mean, I, his performance blew me away. I mean, the movie itself was so well-crafted also and just the messaging and, and all of that. But yeah, no, it is, um, if I were to go, if you were to go, Hey, we can watch one Nick Cage movie right now. What is it? If I was not in that mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there are so many. That. Yeah, because yeah, because that one I think I have to be in a mindset to watch. The uh, a lot of his other ones, it's like, oh, you want to put on this? Okay, yes, absolutely, let's go. Or I could walk in in the middle of it and sit down and be like, eh, yes, okay, exactly, so, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So what's your number four then? Um, <clears throat> I really like Cars, so it's gone in sixty seconds. Um, this is yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, uh, it's fun. I know it's a remake and it's, um, it's cheesy. It, the ensemble cast is outstanding. Um, it's great ensemble cast. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's one of those, this is one of those also that it's just, it's outrageous and, um, pretty unrealistic in so many different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those that I could sit down halfway through and find myself like okay where are we at yes good let's go absolutely this was this would be in my honorable mentions it's okay. definitely one, one of my favorites of his uh for my number four i'm going to put one that people often hate and say is a terrible terrible movie it's called con air and i love it it's a stupid film he has a stupid accent and a stupid hairstyle and so many stupid things happen in it like towards the end he gets on the fire truck instead of allowing the cops to go and get the bad guy he he decides to destroy half of las vegas and uh, capture the bad guy but again ensemble cast john cusack john malkovich uh, everyone on the plane and then lines like put the bunny back in the box (laughs) he should have put the bunny back in the box (laughs) Or, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the crazy guy that's like Steve a serial Bushimi. killer. Steve Buscemi. My goodness, when he's, <laughs> you put the whole world in his hands. And you're like, oh no, what's he about to do? And then he does nothing. He's just a nice guy. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Such a fun film. It is. It's in my honorable mentions, but it's it's also okay. one of those that yeah, because it's it, it is. It's fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. Um, number three is um, a phenomenal film. Really, I mean, when w- acting on all all cases, but it's um, Face Off. This is my number one. Yeah. Oh, j- yeah. Th- I can watch this anytime. At, at any point and I has am, some of the best one-liners see it's it's been a while since i've seen it so i wouldn't remember like a lot of the lines but i'm always blown okay. away by the mannerisms that, that both he and john travolta do exactly there, there is why a, i love it yeah that that they are channeling the other person i mean it is yeah. crazy at how yeah. how well they do it and you're like uh because you have what is it you have nick cage 
playing John Travolta looking like Nick Cage. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's the mannerisms of things that the characters do, like putting your hand over the character's face as how they kind of say, I love you to their kid or the, the way they walk or talk. It, it's just like little things. And I was like, you both feel like, I feel like I'm watching John Travolta, but you're Nick Gage and vice versa. It, yeah, they did an excellent job. So good. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I like how naughty Nick Gage is when he's playing John Travolta. I just love him being kind of crazy, you know, and then you get lines like, uh, okay, no more drugs for that man because he wants to take his face off. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> there's so many things. Um, you're still not having any fun yet. And then there's a big shoot up. It's John Woo. So you get mm-hmm. the pigeon scene and incredible action scenes, like yes. so much fun in the action scenes and, and the crazy science with the faces, you know, that wouldn't happen. You get the jail scenes and, ah, oh, man, I love that film. So good. It is. Uh, okay. So what would, uh, do I need to do my number three now? Uh, have you done your number three? Yeah. You haven't done your number three. Have you? I haven't done my number three. Okay. Yeah. No, because yep. this was my number one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Con Air. Would be my number three. Did I say that already? You did, yeah, you did, Connor. Oh, okay. So the other one, uh, okay. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> They're very similar to me. Uh, the Rock, because of the relationship with Sean Connery and Nick Cage. I just think the kind of weird father-son relationship. Sean Connery, I mean, come on. He is the guy that you totally believe escaped from Alcatraz, even though like his character is the guy they escaped from Alcatraz. And then you have this FBI dude that doesn't have really have much field experience mm. <laughs> and then gets thrown in this heist with uh is it Malkovich again no no i uh, it uh so the ed harris oh, is the ed one harris, who that's it yeah. yeah the general yes that's yeah. right and the general that you can totally understand his plight which makes the story more you kind of like yeah he's a bad guy but you <laughs> You know, like I can, I don't like how you're doing it, but I understand why you're doing it. Uh, the action is incredible. I think it's a Jerry Bruckmeyer. Uh, production, yeah. Michael Bay film. Yeah. yeah. Michael Bay film, Jerry Bruckmeyer production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As quintessential for that time, that was, that was like one of the best with the score that you just know and love and Nicolas Cage just being cool as heck. In amongst Sean Connery. Well, and I love that. This is my number two. And okay. so I, I love how he, uh, the the contradict, not the contradiction, the comparison, the contrasting between the two, where Nicolas Cage is like so prim and proper for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and he's just, he's very um, eccentric in certain things, you know, which yeah. makes him a very good scientist and a very good um diffuser of bombs or whatever uh you know even with like when he he's talking about his uh the vinyl that he gets you know and all of the knowledge that goes in there i mean super smart which makes him very quirky and very unrelatable to a lot of people you know and then you have sean connery who is the rogue i mean just you know know that you you go home and the prom queen and <laughs> just so yeah anyway. he's great yeah. fantastic i love it uh so have you done your three i i yes i my my list is done but i have some honorable mentions but i don't know okay have you done 
You haven't done your number two. I haven't done two. my number two. Go, do your number uh, two and then we'll do the honorable. Okay, so this was really tough because there are so many that I really love. It's, I struggled not to put Family Man in number mm. two. I think it was an incredible film. I just I enjoy every aspect of that. But for performance alone, I don't know for me that he's ever topped leaving Las Vegas. Uh, he plays a dude that just wants to kill himself with alcohol. It's not a very... It's not a film that I can watch often because it's mm-hmm. seriously depressing. But his performance uh, alongside with Mario Barlow uh, is just heartbreaking. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth Shue? Not Mario Barlow? No, I think it's Elizabeth Shue. They look similar. Mm, yeah, but that's terrible. <laughs> you all look alike. <laughs> all those white people do look alike. <laughs> um okay just going back yeah so the family man there's so many honorable mentions as well i guess you you will get to that how long ago was it leaving las vegas that was uh what mid 90s yeah it was 95 mm. and you are i'm pretty sure you're right yeah elizabeth shoe i mean it was really that just them too there weren't many uh, Julian Sands is in it for a bit. Wow. But I don't think the, the journey of someone that has given up on life, even though he kind of falls in love with Elizabeth Shue, um, he, didn't, he didn't really ever allow himself to get to that part where he was going to stop. Mm-mm. He was like, nope, what's happened in my life has led me to this point and I'm using all my money. This is the way I want to go out. And so you really, really want him to live. Mm-hmm. And... You do wonder, like, even for the love of this woman, it, it was just heartbreaking and probably the most amazing performance, I, I think. I don't know. You know, some actors have an incredible performance in there that people would talk forever about. I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, so, it's such a, for me, it's such a depressing storyline. It is. That, it is yeah, I mean, it, yeah, he blows, <laughs> it blew me away when I saw it, but I've never seen it since. It has never yeah. been one that I would like, yep, I will watch again because <laughs> I've experienced it. It was a phenomenal performance. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But don't yeah. make me go through that again. Yeah. 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 I just can't take it. I just, yeah. yeah. So the, no, did definitely. I mean, because he did, he won an Oscar for that as well, right? Yeah, and I think so. The best Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So. Or should have if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um. Okay, so a couple of uh, well, I actually have a lot of uh, honorable mentions. Um, Mandy, which I love. Um, this is this is more. It's not really a guilty pleasure because I feel zero guilt in liking this movie. Um, mm. But The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Ah, it's a wonderful film. I love it. I it's great. I, it, He's it, awesome in that. It makes me so happy to watch that movie. I mean, it's yeah. You know, whatever. It's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both National Treasures. I love them. Those are again the ones that you. I can almost sit had down them in. in my top five yeah. for sure. Well, see, and that's where I I almost did too because it was like, and then I was like, well, which one would I put? Because you know, I think probably the first one I like more than the second one, but mm. it's you know, I don't know. Anyway, they're really good. Uh, Lord of War, I think he does a phenomenal job. How how did I not have that in my top five? Seriously, it, it's so good. It's been a while since I've seen that, um, mm. but yeah, great, so good because that's. Because you've got uh, what Jared Leto, Ethan Hawke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, really good. Uh, Trapped in Paradise, 
another one of my um, not feeling <laughs> guilty about being a guilty pleasure. Because um, what is it? Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, just the three yeah. idiot brothers together. Um, just yeah. And then um, this has been this is one that I really have enjoyed, but it's been so long since I've seen. It's the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. raising Arizona. Um, yeah, it's really old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like like in the late eighties, I think, mm. and like eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, yeah. something like that. Anyway, the, the unimportant the year really, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I I need to go back and rewatch that one because it's been quite a while since I've seen it. But yeah, nice. Uh, do you have a, Do you have honorable mentions? Any other? Uh, pretty much all of his uh, list. <laughs> uh, ones I would recommend giving a go because you might like Color Out of Space. That's a very... I liked it. Cthulhu. Yeah, Lovecrafty <laughs> in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Lovecrafty. And, and it's it's weird. It's different. Um, I have two films that I would say avoid that are possibly in my top 10 worst films of all time. Uh, just because, not because of him, but because the film's bad. One is jujitsu that you could possibly watch and do a drinking game to 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 see how not to craft an action scene. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's just awful. And they have some of the best in the business. So that comes down to directing, okay. depending whether whoever did that. That was awful. And then the other one is a Christian film called Left Behind, oh. based on the Left Behind books. It's the worst film. Oh. It's awful. Hey. If you're going to watch a Left Behind movie, which I don't recommend you watch a Left Behind movie, watch the Kirk Cameron version, which that tells right. you something, that that the Kirk Cameron version is better than the <laughs> Nicolas Cage version. Exactly. Yeah. Don't watch it, either it, of them, but oh, it's, no. I, it's horrendous. Yeah. It, I've actually it, read some of the books, and the books aren't bad. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the as, books. They <laughs> Like, they sucked me in. Yeah. You know, and that was not, no, uh-uh. terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. just avoid. So yeah. honorable mention to the worst ones he's done, mm, but then go. he's done so many other great films. So Matchstick yeah. Man, Eight Millimeter. There's so many, Snake Eyes, which I don't Snake really, Eyes. I don't totally remember, other than it being in it's like some great mystery. With Gary, Gary uh, Sinise, I think. Yes, in that exactly. Too? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There so. are some really interesting ones. The Croods, he's great in the Croods as a voice <laughs> actor. Yeah, that's the dad. Love, yes, you know, in in unbearable weight of massive talent, there are. Several, I mean, because it is about Nicolas Cage, there are several references to different movies of his. Mm. And some visual, some um, just through uh, the script, you know, just through the dialogue. Um, but it's great. And so it, it calls out a lot of uh, really good ones. He even references some, like one of them that I've never seen, I think, that he's in, that I've never seen nice. before. Yeah. So uh, there's Mom and Dad. That was a weird one. <gasps> Crazy. Right. Really different. Dark. Yeah. Very dark, yeah. Um, and of course, his role in Kickass, which is phenomenal. Oh, that's he, he right. Plays he was a, the dad, a right? Yeah, he <laughs> was so good in that, and I really felt for his character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Nick Cage fan all the way. Absolutely. Um, we're an hour and ten minutes. Uh, I think I'm not going to say any more of the best thing I watched. Okay. Uh, you can check out our channels if you want to see some of the other things we've reviewed this week of what's the best on there yes absolutely but thanks thanks for coming on this journey with us with uh, our love for nick cage <laughs> all right so now we are going to dive into our harlan coben adaptation best of list i think that's how you the best way to qualify that do you think 
I just say blood packed with Netflix is fine. That okay? Yep. Harlan Coben's blood packed <laughs> with yeah because he's. I looked on his IMDb page and there are more that are like in production or pre-production. Uh, really? Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and I don't know. I don't know how many. Like I was in a bookstore uh, about a month ago, and I actually went over to his section, and I was like, I wonder if. Uh, you know, maybe I should buy one of his books. And then I'm like, well, which one do I want to buy? And then I'm like, I don't know. Do I? So I didn't end up buying one. I bought a couple of um, Swedish uh, um, murder mysteries um, instead. But um, so this will just leave me for when we go to the, you know, to his impending Netflix adaptations. I'll just get to see more of them that way. But yeah. Okay, uh, you want to kick off? What's your what's your number five? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna start off with safe. Okay, um, because I think it could have been better. It was weird accent for Anthony Michael Hall. Nope. Or Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, is I he think not his British? Original name is Anthony. No, <laughs> he's not. As far as I'm aware, no. That that was such a weird accent. We were like, "What on earth?" Oh, <laughs> see, I thought he was always doing an American accent for for Dexter. Yeah, no. The, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. But this was was this the one? No, that's not the one. Okay, yep. And this is uh, this is my number two. Oh, um, uh, really? Okay, so you enjoyed it a lot. I I remember enjoying it a lot. Well, okay. <laughs> I remember getting frustrated because the answers weren't coming, and I'm not sure mm. all of the answers came at the end. That that may be. I I because I remember having conversations with people in my um, comment section going, "Yes, but what about this? And what about them? And mm. Like with that? Because if you haven't seen it, and it's really possible, because I don't know that this was publicized widely. It was like one of the first ones, I think, 2018. Yeah, yeah." I, I like quite lengthy as well. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, yeah. no, you're not. No, no. I I liked that it was um that it utilized you know the the tight knit uh the family type of thing. Mm. Not not the tight knit family necessarily, but you know it's his signature type of thing where he you know yeah you know, definitely sm- is what he does best at contained um you know geography or you know family connections mm. there um yeah. I, that's funny that. So this is your number two. This is my number two. Yeah, and it, it. I think it's funny though that like his accent bothered you, whereas for me, <laughs> as <laughs> as an American, truly no joke. I thought that I was like, wow, he's been doing a pretty good American accent in um, <laughs> uh, all of these years. I mean, I could years. be wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that no, yeah. No, that's why. <laughs> well, American it would make Dexter's. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I genuinely don't know anymore. But okay, oh, that's funny. Well, and I would, I would trust your ear better to hear a wonky British accent than. Yeah, man, it sounded bad. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So we'll see. Oh. Then that that I'll go with that. That he is an American who is doing <laughs> a poorly crafted accent, and we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Did we say what your fifth was? No, I don't think we did. No. Uh, so what's um, your number five? Uh, the Stranger with uh, mm. Hannah John Kamen and... Um, yeah, this is my number two. <laughs> oh, that, that is We've funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember enjoying it. Uh, Richard Armitage, right? That's the... That's the yes. Yeah. Richard Armitage's uh, Siobhan Fenneran and Jennifer Saunders. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I like it's on my list because I enjoyed it. But I remember thinking kind of like you that there were there were points in it for me that I was like I don't know if I did we get all that answers or did I feel that it was obvious more obvious in certain places? I mean it's not bad. It wasn't a bad one by any means. It was just So here's the thing about Harlan Coben's stories. I feel like the Netflix adaptations all look incredible. Like cinematography wise, mm-hmm. they're fantastic. But I do feel like a lot of them are a bit too long in the tooth. Some of them are easily bingeable, but some of them draw out that story. But a lot of them, you can guess the mystery part, which is disappointing. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm curious too, because, and I'm not going to spoil it because I know you haven't finished the entire thing, but his most recent one that just came out mm. um, this weekend that we're recording this uh, called Hold Tight, and it's a Polish adaptation. Yeah. It, um... The, what do I, how do I want to say this? It, it felt like two, two short stories combined to make one longer one. Okay. Um, but, but the mystery part of it isn't, it's not like your whodunit mystery type of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. So when there's mysterious aspects to it, but when it comes, when the reveals come, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, not aha, yeah, if that makes, yeah, if you, yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I agree though, though, of what you were saying about just, you know, <laughs> that some of the, some of the 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 misdirection or the 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 mystery part of that are predictable, and I don't know, like you, I don't know if that's just for the screenplay or how it plays out that way. And I know that he, he is involved in the writing of the screenplays also. Uh, mm. But hmm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe it's just because we get so many of them. You know what I mean? We get like what, two a year, it seems like from him on Netflix that maybe. I think we do at least. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's too many. Maybe that's what it is that we're like, because he writes with a formula. You know, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of, of writers, you know, I mean, if you're a fan of a, of, of an author's series, uh, it's typically because they have a formula that they use that resonates with you. So that's not a that's not a detraction on that. But I think maybe within this, because there is a formula and because we get them so often, maybe they're less uh, shocking in their mystery. Mm. Maybe I don't. Know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so your number five is the stranger, the stranger, What's and your... my number five was stay close. No, safe. No, safe. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, safe. Yes. And your number two is safe. Safe. And, and my number. number... <laughs> are we all following this? Rubens yeah, is that... it. Our two and five are swept. Flip. Are yeah. swept. Did you like that? Wow. They're, they're swapped we or cut flipped. out this whole bit because we're learning to talk again. Wow. Welcome, wow. welcome, welcome. Oh, my goodness. Talking hard. Okay. So what is your number four? <laughs> <laughs> Did I not do four yet? Brilliant. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gone Wait. for good. Is that the one that just came out? Like the, the most recent one or the- I think so. Uh, it's uh, the uh, shorter one. It's it's five episodes. Okay. Uh, desperate for answers, Gulmea confronts uh, Fred's closest conf- 
confident in Italy 2015, a budding relationship leads to a life-changing encounter. I like this one because the mystery kept me guessing, but it also took me on uh, different locations. So a lot of his are contained in one place, but this one seemed to travel a bit. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I think the last episode really wraps, like it reveals stuff. That you're like, oh, okay. Because it tends to do this. This is what's happened. And then episode two goes, okay, this is the flashback episode. And then then you go more into the story. And then five goes, here's a bit more flashback. And then we tell you why everything's happened. I thought it was very, almost different to kind of his norm. Yeah, I liked it. And it was a, uh, was it French or Italian? French? No, French is right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. It didn't make my list, uh, but I think I, I glossed over it because I had, again, he, he comes out with so many that, um, <laughs> or Netflix comes out with so many, rather. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. No, that's a good one. Um, my number four, then, would be uh, The Woods, which is another Polish adaptation of his. Yes, so this is my number one. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, mm. I, I, I love the um, the dueling timelines. Mm. that we have you know yeah. um the way that it captures the music and uh, even though it's like it's um i don't know just the aesthetic of it i think i, I really enjoyed that um i liked that it, this one felt very different to me you know yeah. because it's it's you know the the summer camp type of thing um so you have that that feeling which has its own set of feeling to it you know of of the setting and just maybe memories that that brings up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. What, what, uh, so it's your number one. Yeah. Ex- expand. <laughs> okay. So, I, I mean, like you, the, the dueling timelines, I just, there was a sort of mystery, almost supernatural element to the scene shot in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, although it was really dark and I didn't like the, the, <laughs> the stuff that was happening because it, it's pretty dark, mm-hmm. uh, the way they do the two, I guess, alternate timelines, but within the woods, because it's almost like, f- f- it's almost retracing the footsteps in the same location. Well, it is, uh, but three different times. And the way they do that, I thought it was just so clever. But the atmosphere that I thought it created mm-hmm. was excellent. And yeah, so I was just like, yeah, that that was really cool. Easily bingeable for me. Yes. Yes. This is one of the, uh, like there's, there's been a, a, actually more than a handful of Polish uh, series or movies that have come out on Netflix that Netflix has grabbed for distribution. Mm. And um, some of them are hit and miss for me, you know, but yeah. this is, yeah, this okay. is definitely one of the stronger ones. The, that yeah. I have really enjoyed there. Okay, uh, my number three. That was your number four, right? No, that mm-hmm. no, that, that was, was my, my number four. Three, that I was think. your number one. What's your number? Yeah. What number are we on? I don't even know anymore. What What's your number three then? Because that would be you. Me? I don't know. <laughs> Flip a coin. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is our first time podcasting. Thank you so much for uh, for joining <laughs> us. We hope that you. Uh, <laughs> sticking with us um i i don't know maybe we both need a little bit more caffeine who knows but that's okay uh we roll with it and (laughs) there you go okay i'll just do my number three how about that does that sound good sure okay yeah it's uh the innocent which was a spanish one uh adaptation i loved 
the back and forth. Now, this one was one where I was like, I was really invested in the mystery. Um, mm. It is too long, though. It is okay. It is seven or eight episodes. Um, so the like the last, if I remember correctly, like the last episode, maybe even episode and a half, are mm. all of the explanation, and it just it. it Let's tell a faster story here. Let's wrap this up yeah. a little bit fast. You know what I mean? Especially because we get an answer and then we watch it play out from there. And so yeah. we didn't need all of that exposition after the reveal. Um, it could have come in different forms in there and just made it a little tighter. I still, I liked the, um, I liked the actor, uh, Mario Casas, who um, he's been in a, the handful of things that I've seen um, that I, that I really enjoy. Um, a lot of them are available on Netflix too. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the story itself, there was a, I found myself, uh, very intrigued by some of the back and forth and it gets dark at a couple of places. Mm. And it was like, Ooh, I wasn't expecting the story to take that turn or to, to focus so much on that, you know, some of the darker aspects of humanity. So, yeah, I think, I think this is also my number three. Um, did the, the length of the episodes, it, I really think they could have cut it down to half an hour per episode. It needed um, pacing adjustment. Mm -hmm. If you look at, I think the last episode was like over 17 minutes long because they were really wrapping up. In, and I understand it. It was like their big kind of wrapping up all the storylines. There was a lot to kind of put in mm -hmm. there because um, there was a lot of ground to cover. It was a fairly big story, actually. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. Olivia and uh lorena yeah there's a yeah there was just too much it either they needed to cut back on the amount of story rather than and, and just concentrate on the main arc or they needed to cut out the padding which i think there was a lot of padding in the conversations yeah when i and correct me if i'm wrong but that that final episode where you have the um the showdown the confession the all of that happening within the house um it's very tense but again, it's, mm. I don't think we need, I think it could have been done in a different way to give us, you know, to resolve this faster and still be very satisfying. Yeah, I think there was like a, they, they reunite the characters, or definitely the best friends. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a confrontation there, but the, you didn't need it all. Like it was pointless almost. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what they were trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and saying that, I might have dropped that to number five instead of safe. Safe probably had a better story or pace. Yeah. Probably, probably pace. the pace. Pacing is a yeah. big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one thing which where I'm always with some of these stories that you know, I mean, obviously the innocent was um it was a larger story. There was there was more going mm. on within there. Um so I don't mind it taking longer to tell, but I think you mm. need to maintain the urgency and the intrigue within there if you're going to make it longer because, you know, you're just like any show. You know, you're asking now eight hours of my life, and if if you could tell this in half the time, then you need to. So. Yep. Cool. One hundred percent. Okay. I think so, that's all of my five. Well, no. We haven't done your number one, have we? Because we haven't done my number one. We did our, we we did each of our twos. I'm very confused because I really have counted five. Have you? 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do my five. My arm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. My number one. The, the, the stranger, the words, gone for good, safe. The innocent. Yeah, that's five. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My well, my my number one um, is actually it's the first one that I remember seeing um, of his on Netflix, and it was the five. And it's uh, it's British. It's uh, missing boys. Um, I don't even know if I've it, seen that. Oh, I, I, I really enjoyed this one because you have you have childhood friends, and now re meeting them again as as older, and there's mystery that happens within their childhood, um, and how that comes into play, how it influences the um their current like either occupation or bent in what they is it in, the five juanas. No, no, no. It's just called uh, The Five. It's from uh, 2016. Uh, it's not on, it's not on, on Netflix in uh, the UK. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, well, it may not be on Netflix. It doesn't show that it's on Netflix in the US either anymore. I don't know. That's ah. that's wild. But yeah, so it you was, saw it elsewhere. Okay. It, well, no, I saw it on Netflix. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, Maybe they yeah. lost um, the distribution license. rights to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was. Um, and there's also this is also one of those that it has it has dueling storylines, but they do right. intersect. I think they intersect a lot better than like in this uh, the most recent movie or the series that just came out uh, this weekend. Um, you know, so I, I I really like this one. This was one that like when I think when people say, "What's a Harlan Coben series that I should watch?" This is the one that always pops to my mind first. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I. Now, some of that may be just out of memory, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, because I'm not saying that it's, it's been a little bit since I've seen this one. So it's not like, yep, hands down, this is the greatest one. Because this was long. It, it was 10 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, mm. um, but I, in, yeah, it, it, I don't remember mm. it dragging. Um, it probably does in points. I'm you know, I'm just going to say that it probably drags in points. It's probably, it probably overall is a little too long. Um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the back and forth. I enjoyed how the stories, uh, tied together. And like, there were a bunch of times that I remember being like, oh, it's this. Oh, no, it's mm. not. Oh, it's this. Oh, wait, no, it's not. So, excuse me, the, the guessing wrong incorrectly. Mm. I enjoy that. I, I like okay. it when a series, you know, can do that to me. So. Yeah. Well, it's on Sky. Sky was the original network here in the UK, or you can buy it on Amazon Prime mm. in the UK. So if you're okay. looking, you listen to it, you, that sounds good. Chris is number one. Ten episodes of Harlan Coben. That's where you can find it in the UK. Cool. I oh. don't know where you can find it in the US. I don't. I... <laughs> <laughs> or you could get the book. True. I, 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 you know what? I'll, no, I won't. I like, <laughs> I'm intrigued, but I, I find myself after I've seen a series after, you know, I don't want to read the book. Like I watched, you know, like think yeah. Harry Potter. I, you know, I've seen all the movies. I hadn't read all the books. And so I went back and read, um, started reading the books and the first two books are so spot on to the movie that it becomes, yeah. it becomes very hard to read the books, even though they're great just because I want to get to the part that I want to get to. And so I find myself uh, very impatient. I mean, are they great though? I don't know. Yeah, well, I enjoyed them. I like them. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. What are you saying, Ruben? You don't yeah. like Harry Potter? 
Yeah, you don't. You don't have to like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Nice. How about how okay. about some news? You want to dive into some news? Yes. Uh, what you what you got? Um, I need you to tell us so I can pull mine up. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I have a couple <laughs> of um, sad or depressing news. Not not sad necessarily. Just not happy. And then I have a happy okay. story. So okay, um, we like the happy. So let's get the the sad out. Exactly. Well, so before I get to my happy, while you're pulling up your news, um, you know, if you have less than happy news, we can insert that in there too. Um, fair enough. <clears throat> so Netflix. This uh, did their quarterly reportings, and it reported (laughs) that they lost 200,000 subscribers in the last quarter, which then their stock price dropped drastically. Yes, Um, my shares um, dipped, Chris. Oh, Do you you own stock? Yeah, I I buy for fun. I spend a little bit of money in stocks on on big names just to see, like only, only money I could afford to lose. But yes, I, there was a big red line, and it it dropped drastically. <laughs> it, it it was a it was a um, it was an impressive drop. I think it's going to come back up. Thirty one percent. Yeah, it's it's it, it's been. <laughs> but here's the thing: it now has yeah. created Netflix co- uh, revisiting a discussion that they had been considering for I don't know how long, but mm-hmm. possibly doing an ad-based subscription for a reduced fee, similar to what Hulu does. Yeah. Now, uh, Hulu is one of my um, subscriptions, and I do not pay for the ad-free plan on Hulu. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because I pay so much already, I probably should at some point. I probably will because I don't know how it is. You guys, is Hulu in the in the uk or is it under a different banner no yeah no it, uh, disney it's all disney okay so we get stars uh-huh. uh, which has a lot of hulu content okay but yeah. it doesn't have um it doesn't have commercials right no no ads no, no. okay no. in the u.s the and i don't know how it's legal you will be listening to your program at a certain volume and then hulu's ads come on and they are like twenty five percent louder. <laughs> They're so much louder. Uh, that's not that's not just a Hulu thing. That happens here in the in the UK with other shows and that, networks. That should be illegal. Because um, what a, happens? It's a tactic to kind of go jerk you out of it. Exactly. But you know what happens is I mute them. Then I just hit the mute mm. button um, yeah. because I don't. It's too much hassle for me to lower the volume down to a reasonable level. To then only have to turn it back up when my show resumes, I nope, I mute it, which which then negates the advertisement completely. You know what no. I mean? Like so, so for me, I'm not paying extra to not have ads, and I'm not listening or viewing the ads. I mean, I might pop up, you know, at that point, that's my opportunity to scroll my phone or look on my laptop <laughs> or whatever, and then I'll you know I'll pop up every now and then and like, oh, we're here, okay, unmute. And we rejoin our program, which I want to watch. Um, <clears throat> I pay the top tier on Netflix. I have paid the top tier on Netflix every time they've increased it. Um, I've been a customer since 2001, so I don't even know the amount of money that I have pumped into um, Netflix. You are welcome, Ruben, for your stock price because I have helped uh, pay that. <laughs> um, but it, I will not. I will not do an ad-supported platform on that. I will... 
I will continue to pay whatever the price is right now. I think it's my most expensive. Um, if not that and HBO are probably my both, you know, uh, both as expensive platforms that I subscribe to. Yeah. So I've got some thoughts on this, Chris. Yes. One is I dropped my Netflix package this month because they suddenly went, Hey, just so you know, we're up, we're upping it by, I think two pounds or maybe three pounds to seventeen ninety nine. And I went, what for? Like the amount of content to what I'm paying now. I'm not sure I can justify that. So I dropped it down to the ten ninety nine one, which basically just takes away 4k. I'm fine with that because oh, okay. I watch a lot of the stuff on uh, my projector. And so that makes the projector work less hard. I'm happy with that. Cool. All good. But also the shareholders reaction is ridiculous it's only actually it's only actually two hundred thousand over and this is the first time it's ever happened since their platform launched that it dropped that much and the amount of streaming services that they are now contending with big names like apple are really kicking ass Mm -hmm. hbo disney you know Mm -hmm. that all launched uh, we're going to get HBO in the UK soon. So they, there's going to be another Ooh, one. There's nice. Paramount that's trying to, you know, uh, come into. Uh, I don't know what Paramount's doing, but uh, okay. don't, do, don't, don't pay for that one. I pay for that <laughs> oh, one. It's not Par- worth it. Paramount, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, and there's loads of others as well. Not even worth mentioning. So when they drop at 200,000, because people have gone, you know what? I'm just going to give Netflix a bit of a rest. I'm going to go to here for a while. And the shareholders go, right away for 31 percent what the hell but also netflix then reacting going oh we need to fix this let's do ad free well let's do an ad free version nonsense and then (laughs) adding and again like stepping up the price i was like no i give you so much free advertising with my job anyway (laughs) no yeah well it is a knee-jerk reaction isn't it I mean, think about yeah. it. It's terrible. It, in reality, what what business has the continued growth that they have had for so long? I mean, I don't think I think that's more of the anomaly than anything. And <laughs> there are only so many people in the world, Chris, and only a small percentage of the first world people will be doing streaming apps. Exactly. And, they, you know, they talk about they want to blame like uh, taking away password sharing as reasons that people are dropping. That's that's a reason to have it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense that that, that yeah. would cause people to unsubscribe no, to your yeah, platform yeah. because they can no longer share the password um, with their friends. That that's weird. Um, I think more so some of the compl- or the complaints that I've seen is like, you know what, bring some better quality programs exactly have some longevity to the stuff that we get invested in that's probably why people have left you give me one season and then you cancel it you give me one season and then you cancel it you give me two seasons and then cancel it in the midst of a punch (laughs) and never come back to it It, yeah well and they're focusing more recently uh, like i'm seeing more of it on reality based stuff yeah which that that will get me canceling netflix seriously I have never watched reality TV. I hate reality TV. Why? Because mm-hmm. I live in reality. I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't, I don't need to watch people sleeping. Yeah, I don't, Seriously. I don't. I don't care about any of that. I don't watch game shows. I will watch uh, like the Great British Bake Off um, because it's mm. food. 
but I don't consider that necessarily yeah. reality as much. Um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they just, I think, yeah, they stop canceling the good stuff, stop buying mm-hmm. these, focusing on the reality based stuff, which I understand is probably cheaper in production overall. Uh, mm-hmm. but, and give us some great quality even if you're going to buy the content, I don't care if you buy the content and slap your name on it and call it a Netflix original. That doesn't bother me. I'm not insulted by that at all. It's that's what Universal I honestly, does. Honestly, I I don't get what they're doing because like their flagship titles, like Stranger Things, right? Uh-huh. We've waited two, three years for the next season, at least two years, maybe pushing three by the time this one's up. so season four is coming out, mm-hmm. and they put money into this. I think. 30 million per episode per it costs episode. to do Stranger Things. Per episode. That is bonkers. So that makes me really look forward to this series. And yeah. we know it's it's coming to a close, so we're getting season four and five. Mm-hmm. But the Duffer Brothers says they've got more to do inside this universe. So the kids are probably done, but they'll probably yeah. have written other stories. Very excited to see what they do with the Upside mm-hmm. Down or whatever it comes. Great. But again, we come back to previous conversations we've had. If you leave, and and, I, and COVID is no longer an excuse. I'm sorry. It just isn't. No. It, we've had many other series that have managed to do two and three quality shows, have worked around it, production, you know, value, all of that. You leave your audience for so long, most people are going to have to go back and watch maybe the, the whole three seasons or the last season mm-hmm. to remember what the hell or, or why they cared. Yeah. Why did I like that series so much again? Was it just nostalgia? Do I care about watching this? So then when they don't get the big numbers for the season four, they're like, yeah, we were right to canceling. See, we might as well just cancel a bunch of others. Uh, and that is how you lose subscribers. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very flawed way of thinking. You're not you're not actually yes. thinking from your audience perspective. You're. You I feel know. like they need to have a, a a new, almost like a new business strategy. A what my wife does for a living, uh, project manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you need to go sit down with your people and go. Okay, this is you. You basically look at what goes wrong in previous projects. You do thinking how we can fix this, and you implement it immediately. And that's how you change your business strategy. You don't knee-jerk reaction. You sit down with your heads and you get, okay, this is what's going to make us work in the future. Let's see how that works. But it, this just, you don't react like, oh, no, what do we do? Let's do ads. That works for some. It hasn't. Nobody likes ads. No. Mm-mm. I'd rather pay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And and managing by fire is never a great way to manage either. No. You know what I mean? If you're going to no, knee-jerk no, no. react to something, that means you just have no plan. And versus exactly. versus just being like, you know what? We anticipated a drop off. That's okay. We've been growing mm. for, you know, X number of years exponentially. And this was bound, this was bound to happen. We're plateauing. That's okay. You know, we've and we're moving on. There you go. That's it. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um one more bit of this this actually really bums me out. Um, it was announced this week. That across the Spider Verse, uh, this is—I've literally got this on my screen now. Yeah, pushed back a year to June second, twenty twenty-three, and that's the, the first hell? part. It's part one, so that means part two yeah. is twenty twenty-four. What the crap is going on? I mean, the, you know what's going on? It's Morbius. That's what's going on. Sony are freaking out with their hero <laughs> movie, and they're like 
make sure it, it's really good and it makes us money. It was going to make you money because the first one was phenomenal. The the, the, the first one won the Oscar. It, as it should. And I think when this one comes, it better be nominated also because it, the art. You've had so much time. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, well, see, and that's it. Okay. So if they're going back and they're going to, they're like, oh, this better be good. Are they actually going to fix anything? Or are they going to change the story and enhance it and make it better? Because they didn't do that mm. with all the time they had with Morbius. They had two no, years true. of with Morbius and they didn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They just left yeah. it on the shelf. Yeah. Gathered so, dust. Yeah. Do, why? Nobody was really <laughs> looking forward to Morbius either. That's the other thing that we all saw it. And we were like, mm, I don't know about this. Well, Into the Spider-Verse. And it was worse. Or, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. But now we have, you know, across the spider I said into the Spider-Verse, but across the Spider-Verse, parts one and part two, come on. We you have people frothing at the mouth because Miles Morales is an awesome character. Um, the art style is absolutely stunning. There's <laughs> a um, release date for Across the Spider-Verse Part 2. Is it is it <laughs> July or June of 2024? <laughs> it's March 29, 2024, yeah. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Like, I don't care. Like, why give me a release date for that now? What the hell? What's that going to do? Uh, I don't do you want tr- some good news? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> I have some please, good news. Please, yes. Okay. This is this is only coming in 2023 in September, but Denzel Washington is doing Equalizer 3. <laughs> and, and I'm like, all right. He, he, this is like my, my John Wick. I love this series. And I think he's fantastic. I didn't see the first one, but me and my son went and saw the second one. What? And the, the, yeah, no, no. I The whole credit card scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll give you five stars. Five stars. Just the whole. <laughs> the, oh, my gosh. I was. It was so much fun. That was the thing. Yeah. He just kicks butt. I'll. I, I love it. You I haven't seen the first one? I haven't seen the first one. I need to go back and watch it at some point. It's better than the second one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But it was just fun. See, that was the thing. Like, I didn't expect, it was exactly what I expected it to be. It was yeah. just, it was some good action um, with Denzel kicking some serious butt when Who he needs to. Who doesn't want to see Denzel kick butt? Oh, just, if you haven't ever seen Man on Fire, is oh, I. That's a man cry film. Seriously. That is a man cry film. Oh, oh that gets gosh. me every time. Oh, and Dakota he, Fanning in that, yeah, so good. he is phenomenal in that. I mean, that's kind of like on the level of um, uh, the Bodyguard. Mm. You know, the, yeah, like the same type yeah, of. It is a very similar emotion kind of present. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. A broken man trying to find his way back whilst trying to protect someone else. <sighs> Denzel does that perfectly in Man oh, Fire. He was he was brilliant Love in it. that. Oh my gosh, that movie! Love it. Um. Do you have more good news? I have some news you probably don't care about. Oh, well, let me inform me. Please come (laughs) at me. Bring it on. (laughs) Netflix. We just, we have a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) Has abandoned plans to develop bright sequel. This is unrelated to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. That's literally the line. And I'm like, (laughs) I call, I call bull crap. (laughs) I call bull crap on that too, but I am, I, I, that's fine with me. I did not enjoy the movie at See, all. See, I told you, you wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, 
<laughs> in other news, water is wet. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how they spin that. It's because it's because of Will. Smith. No, no. Yeah, that, yeah. This just that's bullcrap. That's a yeah. bullcrap article. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just it would have been better to just let it just drift away, like to not say yes. anything at all. You know Don't what say I mean? Anything. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What's the good news? <laughs> okay. So this is this is just really happy. So I saw this on um, discussing film. Aaron Paul. Um, he announced the birth of his first son, and ah. yeah, which, which is cool. But he named Brian Cranston as the Godfather. What? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that cool? I just thought that, that you know that shows cool. the connection that they really formed on Breaking Bad and how, despite how how they come across on screen, how dysfunctional that whole relationship is. That outside of that, they became friends, and that they, you know, I just it made me happy. That was, yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, this is not really news, but if you liked Turning Red, um, oh, yeah. yeah, they released an alternate opening Oh, to the film. Yeah, there's an opening scene that you can check online, or I imagine it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I like, I love Turning Red. I thought it was amazing. So if that kind of piques your interest, you can go and find that now. That's fine. It's something just like a little extra. Yeah, we were thinking of doing this opening. Yeah, you can have a look at that, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. Well, and that's that's a great use of the platform also. Mm. You know what I mean? To I agree. to give you some alternate things um just as like not really easter eggs but they're just like hey, there's a bonus yeah. for you. Oh, that's fun. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's I cool. feel rewarded. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, and that was a good I I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really well done. Beautiful oh, to look at. So, beautiful, wonderful yeah. story. Yeah. Uh that's all my news. Okay. Um uh oh this is a big week um for, for content for content yeah it yeah. really is we have some things wrapping up we have some a lot of things um just beginning um mm. let me i'm going to list two right now just uh, some okay. of the things these are um <clears throat> slow horses on apple and yeah. tokyo vice on hbo are mm-hmm. both wrapping up season 1 and I watched both of those season finales last night. <sighs> Y'all are in for a treat, I think. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I make... I, so they lived up to the hype. <clears throat> well, not the hype, just the consistency of... Because it's been good so far. Yeah, yeah. And, and Slow Horses... So you like the ending of Slow Horses? I... um. Because I like the series, but I wasn't sure on the ending. <laughs> As a whole, I like I like how it how it completes, but also mm. where it goes. Yeah. Um. The I do think that this series would have been better served as dropped all at once. Um, yeah. Because I don't think I mean it's no, such I a agree. contained storyline. You know what I mean that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, Tokyo Vice, which this is something very interesting. So in the U S on HBO max, um, they have dropped, they dropped the first three episodes in on the premiere week. And then each week following were two episodes. And then the finale is just one episode. Right. Um, I found out somebody in, um, like, uh, Norway or Sweden or Finland over there that that HBO they're doing it weekly. 
so there it's drawn Weird. so much more out um Ugh. which that's a bad decision well it's gonna be frustrating though for for somebody over there watching and like you know hearing the u.s who's seen you know this week it, the show is wrapping up <laughs> to be like mm. oh well we're only on episode four coming this week mm. you know or three or whatever it happens to be so anyway they just um yeah but those those two uh wrapping up if you haven't seen either of those um this would be our, your opportunity just to binge from start to finish when they um when they finale this week but yeah mm. okay uh, a quick caveat to earlier when I was doing the best thing I watched this week uh, and I we were talked about spontaneous at length turns out that's Italian release because spontaneous is only coming out on the 12th of May in the UK on Netflix oh really uh, yeah because my content has just updated and I was like oh that's because I was in a different location so that's interesting so oh. that was new for Italy but it's going to be new for May. I guess they have different dates for things, even though it's not an original, which is weird. Well, it's probably just based on their distribution uh, agreements. Yeah. You know, maybe it's probably. on other platforms at other times. I don't know. That <laughs> That's funny, though. That's bonkers. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's something you're looking forward to? Um, so I don't think you mentioned this yet. The, the 29th of April season four, part two Ozark. That yes. The finale <laughs> of finale. The fine. Like, it's like, it's the end, but it's not only the end. It's the end. It's the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more coming. It's the second part of the last season. And oh my gosh, I just know I'm going to cry. I know it because we've been on a hell of a journey with this family and the characters involved and i just don't see how it ends well which makes me scared well, i almost don't want to watch it chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and like at the moment they're still alive so well just oh goodness like <laughs> the the show has done a really good job all the way through of always being a little shocking like you know that yeah that they 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 kill characters that maybe you weren't expecting them to do, or at least you're not happy about. Sometimes they do kill characters that you're happy about and you're like, yes, all right. Um, hmm. And the finale of part one of season four had both of those. Like, yep. <laughs> it was just. <gasps> sure it did. Yeah. Okay. I can say that if Ruth dies. Oh, I'm going to be in, pissed. In, in any episode, like yep. until it ends, I might stop watching. I no, I'm out. Yeah, she, like, pretty much you can kill off anybody else in the show, but Ruth Langmore. Yep. But I, Ruth. Yeah. Ha no. Hands off. Yeah. I want, this, <laughs> this is actually what I want. I want, because she is so spunky and cunning and now pissed off, I want mm -hmm. her to take out the cartel. I I have not seen it. That would I don't, be amazing. I you she know I don't go dark. Just yeah. really right. I have no I have no yeah. screeners for it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. There's no insider knowledge. That's just this is Chris wishing about. Wouldn't that be cool? Because yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Anyway, this this short little girl with a not a girl, the young woman, um, with a really twangy accent. Well, we and, know she's badass. Oh so yeah, I wouldn't put it past her. She she's always like that little Chihuahua that doesn't yeah. know that it's tiny that's willing to take on the pit bull or anything else that's you know six times its size she's fearless 
and now she's yep. mad and fearless. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> oh, good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, enough gushing. There's Bubble that comes out this week. Yeah, you you've already reviewed it, or did you? Or is it, I have. Yep, okay. Yeah, I have. Uh, I dropped a review for it on Thursday. I couldn't wait to talk about it. It's out there now. But for me, it's it's like five star. Nice. That's, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, awesome. I'm gonna I'm watching it this week. I have the screener for it, so I'm excited by that. It's an anime, and I don't really review a lot of anime, um, but this one um, looked intriguing to me. So I'd be interested to see what you think of this one because it's it's a quite a fun premise nice very much uh, almost ghibli in its creation mm, okay and the creators involved they've they've basically gathered like the top tier talent from all what oh. you need to make a, a really good anime nice uh so it's really good and talking about animation there's another kids series which i will be reviewing there's 10 episodes um it's an animated netflix series called samurai rabbit the usagi chronicles <laughs> which I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's Why good are you too. Yeah. Well, no, no, because it, it. I just like <laughs> when you said it. I'm like, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The animation <laughs> looks great. I mean, it just it, it does. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it'll be fun. I don't know if I'll get to reviewing it or not, um, but I hope mm. to at least uh, to at least watch it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, there is a mini series dropping on HBO beginning this week um, called "We Own This City." And oh. it's a it's a cop drama uh, with John Bernthal. Okay. And, nice. Um, I like John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. It looks intense. Um, the trailer for it, because he's, I don't think he, no, he's not. The, tra- the trailer lays it out that he is a, I think it's Boston cop. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But he, it's like corruption. And mm. he's not a good guy. And you just watch how he works with John Berthel. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's no, a cop. No, I don't want him to be the but, bad guy. But he's, oh, well, I think you still, I think you, I think you're made to like him, but not necessarily like him. You know what I mean? Like he's, right. Uh, like compelling to watch, uh, very charismatic. And yet, because he's a terrible person at heart, that you, you feel that conflict. I don't know. I haven't started the series yet. I'm going to binge it this weekend. Um, is this HBO or HBO Max? This is HBO. Oh. So um, because I have HBO Max, though, as a subscription, that HBO content mm. just funnels into it. Um, oh, I see. But it's not. Yeah, it's actually from HBO Studios, not from like an HBO Max original. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, there is a, I don't even know. It's a, I think it's Spanish. Uh, Seven Lives of Leah that comes out on Netflix right. this week. Um, it's series. I'm looking forward to it. I don't really know much about it. Um, mm. So, but it was intriguing to me just by the by the title, by the like the cover. You know, sometimes those those movie posters. That's what grabs me. And it's like, oh, you might this might look good, <laughs> which can be misleading. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like trailers. They're, they're very creative in their <laughs> in their execution of the trailer to only show you the best parts of it and make it into something that it's absolutely not. So we'll see. <laughs> that does happen. Mm. Um, here's a funny one, which I highly recommend everybody watch. If you want to watch some softcore porn, um, <laughs> it's called 365 Days This Day, and it comes out on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to it, Chris. It's the sequel 
to that it's other the s- <laughs> sequel to that other one that wasn't a Netflix uh, original, but was so popular. People went gaga over it for some strange reason, other than porn. Well, and I, had to I don't get it because could you not just go watch porn? Anyway, so they bought the rights to it. So it's now a Netflix film <laughs> and it comes out on Wednesday. <laughs> well, and for me, I like I didn't see the first one. The the description, though, of it that I read and just some of the reviews, mm. I was very confused because it sounded very um, like a very messed up story that you have this guy who basically kidnaps this girl. And um, yeah, no, it is that. Yeah. To to f- there's a time limit. Maybe I maybe it's 365 days. I don't really know. But um, for her to <laughs> fall in love with him. You mean the, the first film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Yeah, yeah. That let's think about that. <laughs> what are you promoting here? So we're promoting kidnapping of women to then either coerce them into um falling in love, maybe it becomes Stockholm syndrome. I don't know whatever that is. That that's not right. That's not okay. Mm. How is that how how are people not up in arms about that type of premise? and how do you wrap a love story in that how do you how do you how do you convolute the same way they did um the other trilogy what was that 50 shades of nonsense oh is i didn't see those either so i don't know i didn't yeah okay (laughs) probably upsetting a lot of people because a lot of people enjoy the 50 shades of gray but that wasn't kidnapping though right Um, she was just she was she went into that willingly didn't she that was yeah I See, think that, so. I mean, that's a yeah. different type of this one. I I got the sense that she was being held against her will. That this is. I have to ask Austin Burke because he reviewed it thoroughly, okay. I believe. So, okay, I just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I this one is probably sure when to be am, high on lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What I am looking forward to, though, and yes. is a little bit more close to home, is Silverton Siege. Um. <sighs> It's after a failed sabotaged mission, a trio of anti-apartheid freedom fighters ends up in a tense bank hostage situation based on a true story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up in South Africa, so and apartheid was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to hit close to home. I'm probably going to get very angry because I hate racism so much and I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, yeah, so... I'm looking forward to seeing my hometown, but showing in a dark, horrible way. Gritty light, yeah. Well, have yeah. you ever have you ever seen um, the Power of One the movie? It's, yes. Yeah. Okay. Incredible film. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful soundtrack too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that just mm-hmm. they're talking about apartheid, and um, you reminded me of that. Yeah, that's on my list too. I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I like obviously I have a different. Um, I will have a different connection to it. Then yeah. you will, but um, I hate the racism, so that we <laughs> definitely yeah, we can connect align that. with yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's one. Uh, it's called Rumspringa, which yes, is I've, a. I've seen it. I mean, I haven't watched it, but I've oh, seen okay. it. The, yeah. That it's available. Yeah, that comes out this weekend yeah. on Netflix, and it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. It's a tradition where um, Amish get mm. like uh, it's like. They get a pass. Um, yeah, Amish <laughs> gone crazy. 
You know, they get a, and I think though, isn't that their opportunity though, to decide once they reach a certain age, they go on their rumspringa, which is their, their entry into the, the non-Amish world. And yeah, it's basically their time where they decide whether they're going to continue living that lifestyle as an Amish person, or you're going to just integrate yourself into the, uh, I hesitate to say a real world, but the world not theirs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you've got to think from a from a cultural standpoint, if you've lived one way, which is um, they're not isolated because, you know, they, they interact with people who are not Amish. I mean, they, you know, they go into town, they do different things. They just, they just live a different lifestyle. Um, mm. But the, the culture shock to yeah. go into like short of you <laughs> seeing from the end, you know, looking like longing for so long to not be within the Amish lifestyle. I can't imagine that anybody that goes out and does the rumspringa would be like, yes, this this seems exciting. This is something I want to do, and this is something that I want to live in because of the chaos, the violence, just the downtroddenness of the life that we go through. You know, <laughs> I mean, is for all the positives that we have, there's also a ton of negatives. You know, I mean, and it, I'm sure that is with them also, but I don't know. I don't know where it's going necessarily with that, <laughs> but it just it shocks me. I think that it, you would. That people would would go on the rumspring and really think, yep, this chaotic lifestyle that um, is outside of my norm is the one that I want to choose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think back to when you were a teen. What did you want to do, Chris? Oh, I wanted to get out of the house. I mean, that was, oh. you know, I wanted to get on my own. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't looking for like the 180 degree change it was like i was looking for environment change not lifestyle change right you know my morals didn't change my my beliefs my all of those things didn't change so i don't know i yeah (laughs) okay uh is there any if you got any more i've only got one um and it's shining girls on apple it's a, a mm. new series that debuts this week. So we have Slow Horses that is finishing up and uh, Shining Girls that is beginning. It has Elizabeth Moss as its star. And that's all I know about it. I have not started watching it, um, but I am. It's one that I am um, at least looking forward to. I mean, Apple are doing a really great, great job. So it's worth checking out just for that. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, they're killing it. They're, they're really. Yeah. And this is another one that starts with S. What is it with their their series? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they have a lot they do, of yeah. S titles. Mm-hmm. That's okay, man. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you have anything else? Cool. So, no, no. That's. Okay. I'm sure more will crop up, but that's me for the moment. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, hey, please always uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to us on podcasts. Uh, you can tweet at us at any time. At best, we watched. We would love to hear from you there. Um, if you've never checked us out on YouTube, if you've only been listening on the podcast first, thank you. That's outstanding. Um, but we would love for mm. you. Maybe you're curious about what we look like or what we, uh, some of our other stuff that we do, just you know, in shorter form. Uh, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday on YouTube. Chris with Movies and Munchies. Uh, we would love to see you over there as well. You can comment on any of the videos. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, we will catch you next week with more entertainment news, uh, stuff we're looking forward to, and of course, the best thing we watched this week. 
We'll see you. Thanks.